Welcome to the Beautiful Souls Podcast with your host, myself, Danielle Cadwell. I'm an Olympian author, speaker, and coach, and I'm here to dive deeper into all things mindset, manifestation, mission, and yes, some meditation. In 2013, I was an unfit, concussed, and massively self-conscious synchronized swimmer when an opportunity arrived that was well beyond my wildest dreams to begin training for the next Olympic Games. I was terrified. However, I decided to take the biggest leap of my life. I went all in, moving from Canada to Australia and dedicating my life to my sport. On this journey, I made a vow to myself. If I could do it, if I could really make my wildest dreams come true, I would spend the rest of my life sharing what I had learned to help others do the same. So beautiful souls, this podcast is where I fulfill my promise. We'll talk about everything from the energetics of manifestation and the power of self-worth to mindset cultivation and how to step up and into your soul mission. You can think of this time together as kind of like a soul spa, where together we will wash away your fears, massage you with some truth and some love, and spruce you up on the insides with some spirituality. So, are you ready to be rejuvenated from the inside out? Let's dive in. Welcome back, my beautiful souls. Part two of the extravaganza wedding retreat honeymoon period i stopped the podcast last i was talking about the ceremony and um then my beautiful husband called and he wanted to go for a walk and i felt like it was a beautiful time to cut that episode and give you guys a little little bit of a teaser and a break um before we dove into the second part um one of the things that you know was so interesting about our whole wedding is that I mentioned the last one, but four months before we got married, we changed our wedding venues, uh, wedding venue. There was just one. And it's funny because when it was before it was about to happen, I had this feeling, I was like this feeling that we had to change. I've had this feeling that it was the right thing to do, but I was also kind of confused because when we had seen our original wedding venue, which was going to be like, our ceremony was going to be like Rose Garden. It was going to be beautiful. Um, I like had cried from, from that beautiful venue. Cause I was like, I can imagine myself getting married here. And so I was a little bit confused, but I, said to Luca and I was like I think that we need to change and initially he was like no what are you talking about like I don't even think that we can um and it was really intimidating and it was really scary but we ended up changing and the beautiful thing is it was so freaking perfect I can't even and I think it was a it was a really powerful learning lesson for us but one of the things that was really cool even in hindsight is you know of course, your girl still lent angel numbers and all those things. The freaking address of the place that we ended up getting married, which is Tiller Farm in Western Australia, um, was like 39 something on this certain road. And 39 is like Luca's number. And since knowing Luca, it's been a number that I see all the time as well. And then it was like 117 as something else. And that's like my birth date um, number as well. And so it was just it really did feel perfect. And even, um, one of Luca's uncles mentioned that in his speech of like, this is, you know, this is, um, the place that you're getting married because 39 is a really special number in their family representing his grandfather. So it ended up being so perfect and beautiful. And we had this amazing, um, 
kind of like photo shoot in the bush, <laughs> in the bush, in, in like the field at sunset. And I honestly felt like a freaking movie star. It was really fun. And it was really nice to have that time just for us. Um, and everything about the night was so magical. And one of the things that was really special that I knew was coming, but um, it was coming after me and Luca were going to do our speech. So we we're going to have all the speeches, which were just beautiful speeches as well. Everyone was fucking crying. It was ridiculous. Cried so much. Uh, me and Luca finished with our speech and our speech was, you know, our vows were really to each other and our speech was to really, it was really to our family and to each other's family, you know, Luca to my family, me to his family and, and vice versa and to our parents. Um, and just, you know, expressing thanks and, and gratitude for the people that they made us to be and the support that they've given us in our life. And, and also thank you to all the people there. And so I was focused on that. We had written it out and we actually finished the night before, but I knew that after we finished our speech, Luca and, um, his cousins and his friend Dane were going to do the haka, but I was so focused on our speech that I completely forgot. And for context, you know, this is more of Luca's story. So if he ever wants to share it more in depth that he will someday, but he is, his father is Greek and his mother is Maori, um, which is indigenous New Zealand. And he, the past year in the lead up to our wedding has been learning his families his tribes haka um if you, if you don't know what the haka is it's it's an incredible like war i don't even want to call it a dance it's more like a performance um like call um experience that uh maori people do at you know either whether it be at weddings or funerals or ceremonies and it's really if you if someone performs the haka it's it's really like a sign of honor and uh it's a very it's it's a very privileged thing to experience the haka in person if you've ever watched rugby and watched the all blacks the new zealand team play um the all blacks always do the haka before it is it's you can look it up on youtube it's really powerful and there's lots of different types of hakas all um from all the different tribes the ones that the all blacks do are is like a very short version um but all the different tribes have different like versions of the haka um and each of the, it's like all in Maori and then there's also movements to it. So it's like, I, it's not really a dance because it's, it's not like they're dancing around, but there's different like movements to it. And so I highly suggest you go and look it up. And um, we do have a video, I think that we're going to share when it comes out. Um, so as soon as we finish our speech, our incredible friend Dane who is also Maori and like a really good friend of ours and like honestly like a soul brother to Luca who's also uh he the him and Luca were doing the haka together and he starts it by doing this call it's like god he did and like in that moment I think I just like I even have tears in my eyes speaking this I was kind of in shock because I was like oh my gosh it's happening and the reason why this is so powerful is that they were doing the haka to me. Like they were looking at me and performing it for me. And, you know, we shifted from where we were and Luca and Dane were facing me and I was facing them in between the bridal party and, and everyone else. And I was receiving this 
absolutely like ancestral channeling of pure power and force and respect and honor and they were channeling it towards me because for someone to perform a haka for you is like an incredible honor and especially at a wedding and also knowing like Luke has been practicing that <laughs> in the shower <laughs> all year um, because his, the one that him and our friend Dane were, was doing is, was three minutes long, right? And, and Luca isn't fluent in Maori, but he's, he's pretty good at it, but still it's like, it's a lot to learn, right? And I was just standing there and receiving this. And, and so many people said to me afterwards, they've never seen me look like that. It was I, I wasn't sure if I should cry, but I felt like they were giving me so much strength and they were channeling so much power to me that I felt strong, even though part of me felt weak because I wanted to crumble at the beauty of it. And, you know, there's also like Luca's mom who's like bouncing. <laughs> she's right nearby and she's like such a passionate woman. She's amazing. She's like bouncing out of her seat because she's like so fucking stoked that they're doing the haka. And it's funny because I, I, would, I would tell people that we're, you know, we're going to do the haka. The haka's going to happen at the wedding. The haka's going to happen at the wedding. And people are like, yeah, okay, that's cool. But I don't think, I, and people told me afterwards, like, you know, some of my friends that have seen the haka, but my family, like, they didn't get it because. To witness something like that in person is absolutely insanely beautiful. It, it's a similar resonance in a way, like the only thing I could ever think that is parallel, like is to the power that happens like in our retreats. Like you have that similar, like because you're in such a close space and people are opening up to so much vulnerability and depth, like it is absolutely magnetizing it takes all of your attention and focus because you can literally feel them and I remember I was like I just didn't want it to be over and I was like taking it in and I was looking at their faces and I was like just so emotional and so honored to be witnessing this um it, it and I don't know if I'll ever have the right words like I'm so glad it was caught on video because it was it was it was so powerful um and and then after him and uh, Luca and his and Dane finished, Luca's cousins came in, and and they did a second haka, um, a more popular one. And they came in the back. There was like six of them, and Luca's younger cousin like came in with his like arm up, because um, did did another call. And in my mind, I literally remember him as if he's like a nine foot giant, because he's like an eighteen year old kid, but he's power was so big and his channel was so open that he was like oh like I just felt it and so then to have like Luca and Dane and then his family behind that like it was just honestly like competing for Australia was an incredible honor of my life and I will always and will never take that ever for granted I'm so grateful for that but like receiving that haka was like the greatest honor of my life in 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 another way you know like it was so beautiful and when they finished they came up um 
and hugged and kissed and like I was crying and you know they are their hearts are beating like it is a full like their heart rates are going because they're doing this and they're calling them like literally losing their voices afterwards because they're using all the power inside and literally like everyone in that space is like in tears because it is like so beautiful it would and, and we had fr- so many people come up to us afterwards that were like I had no idea how amazing that would be. And, and it, you know, I think the resonance of how powerful that was will stay with me forever. And I think a lot of people in that room forever, um, it was just such an incredible experience. Like, I, I wish I could relive it. You know, I wish I could relive that experience and take it in again and again and again because it was so magical. So, um that was a really beautiful part and I'm so excited. I, I've been resistant to actually, we have lots of people that have videos and it was totally fine to video, but like I want to see the professional video because I have this memory of what it is in my mind and I want that to solidify before I get everyone else's angles. Um, so I'm really excited to see that. And um, we had a night full of laughter and dancing and all of the things. And I remember we got back to our place and, you know, we're in this, we're, we have all of our friends from around the world and it's been such a long day and it's such a long week. And I remember I was like at my limit and I was like ready to take off a fucking dress and my feet were so dirty because I was like walking through the grass and dancing barefoot. And, um, I was like at my limit and I was at this moment where like, I'm so tired. I feel like I'm going to fall over, but I, we had all of our family and friends there that were came for the after party. Like it wasn't wild or anything, but just spending time together because it was so precious. And I was like, I need a bath. <laughs> and I took a bath and I really thought that I was going to go to sleep because I was like, I'm, I don't think I, I've, I'm at my capacity, but then something about having that bath, cleaning myself off, like the water cleansing myself, I was like, I will push through. And it's just like a reminder of, you know, I think sometimes when we think that we hit our limit, we actually have another level. We just need a moment to reset to find that next level. And, and then I was, we were up to like four in the morning or something like that. Um, and I have absolutely no regrets and it was, it was just beautiful. Um, and the, you know, days after it was sad to have to say goodbye to everyone the days after, but we had family stay around and we had Christmas all together. And it was so special having Lucas family together for Christmas and my family together for Christmas. And you know, some of my dad's siblings were there and it was just really, really special. And the day that we had to leave, I know we were all so sad. Um, and we all kind of went separate ways on boxing day and, um, there was this moment where we were at one of Luca's uh, family members and his houses. He was um, the best. And uh, we were all about to head separate ways. And we were just sitting there singing Aussie Christmas carols and have all these videos. And it was like, oh, I had so many moments during that whole week where, you know, I was really reminded, like, there was so much love and so much you know, even though there was, you know, thoughts of people, like there was just so much love. And it was really, I had multiple moments where I'm like, this, this is what life is meant to be. This is fucking healing. It is healing. You know, healing comes through letting out our pain and witnessing the dark parts of ourselves and being seen by others and heard by others and loved by others but like healing I realize in that that healing can also come through bliss and joy when people feel safe enough to receive that and that was such a beautiful thing to witness because 
from pretty much everyone that I had spoken to that are on different levels of emotional and spiritual awareness spoke about how in some way that week gave them something that they was so eye-opening for them. And that was so beautiful to know that, you know, me and Luca's love cultivated that. Um, and it was such a blessing, such a blessing. Um, and then we went and honeymooned with my family, which is quite funny, um, because, uh, we initially weren't going to, but, um, to get my, to get family members or people all to the, the other side of the world at one time, especially over Christmas is like a fucking miracle. And so <laughs> I was like, you know what, we'll take up the opportunity to spend more time with them because this will never happen again. So we, we had a really cool experience. We went to the Wit Sundays in Queensland and, um, spent, um, time over there and we're there for New Year's and got to hang out just with my, some of my beautiful family and nieces and nephews. And it was so cool. Then me and Luca had some time by ourselves in Queensland. Um, and, uh, then we were done after two months of travel and, we flew back to Canada to the middle of winter. <laughs> and that was, um, you know, I, I always knew, I knew that it would be hard, right? I had the foresight that it would be challenging, but I also didn't make that wrong. And I also worked on finding the beauty in that because the past couple months had been so outward and so giving, like I was giving of my love to my clients and my retreat and my business and the wedding and all the guests and the friends and, and outward that it was also kind of nice to have that polarity and go inward. And, and just for any of you guys that like this is, I, I'm grateful enough to have the hindsight and the wisdom that I've experienced this quite a few times in life, you know, from being somebody that had been to, has, has been to competition, international competitions with Australia. Um, and you go on these incredible highs and then you do get a low after that, but it, I used to really struggle with that. And I, the personal development and inner work that I have done has helped me so much because the dark, the down doesn't scare me because I face my fucking darkness. And I also know it's not going to last forever. Right. And it's actually a natural reset, you know, of our system. Because if we experience such a high, it kind of just drops to a low, but then you re-regulate, right? It's not that you can't ride a high forever. Because I think like, you know, are we limiting ourselves and how much good we can hold? But I think that our body does go through rhythms, right? And, and it's, you know, I always refer to like, if you look at the stock market over 100 years, right? You're over time, you're going up, but there's going to be little dips where you go down, right? And that there's nothing wrong with that. And so it was really helpful to just not make that wrong. And, um, and also coming back was a real reset, People say that marriage doesn't, you don't feel any different, but honestly, we did, like I did. I felt very, I feel very different being married. Um, it feels so grounding and securing and just like true partnership and true, excuse me, true connection and true union. Um, and me and Luke were having this conversation because in some ways, I don't mean like, if you have a shit relationship before you get married, 
getting married isn't going to change anything, right? Like it is going to be what it already was, right? Don't think that a magical pill is going to overcome you and getting married to someone is going to change somebody if they're not willing to already change before that. Like we have already worked on ourselves so much and it was just kind of a solidification of the work that we've already done on ourselves. And that felt really good. And it was also this real recalibration to like, who do we want to be now? And after such a high, you know, 2023 was fucking incredible and challenging in so many ways. We had so many challenges that we faced, but we had so much growth. Um, it's really going, okay, what now? I think sometimes, especially when you have, you know, the work that we do, like it is a business, we run a business, right? Because if it wasn't a business, I wouldn't be able to do it, right? I unfortunately can't do this as volunteer work. Um, And I don't want to because it's a disservice. And it's, you know, it's okay to charge what I for what what I really am amazing at and 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 what Luca is amazing at too um but you know the interesting thing about the new year is you reset to zero like on every level right um and so for us it was real looking at okay what do we want to do this year what do we want to do in our life what do we want to do in our marriage and I think you know me shifting over to being Danielle Reedy what has been a real cool identity shift and challenging I've actually had some grief around it you know I'm so proud of who I was um and it's hard to leave that behind not that I'm leaving it behind I'm taking her with me but I'm also evolving and life is evolution and I know that if I don't evolve eventually I will feel frustrated right and I've been at that place in life and maybe you guys have had those moments where you just feel stagnant or like oh like because you're not growing growing feels good but also there's grief in growing there is grief in growing. And so I've experienced that in that grief as well. But it's been really cool in January this year for us to come back and be like, okay, what do we want to do? What is our vision? What do we want to create? And if anything, coming together and shifting to Reedy and changing my Instagram and changing my Facebook and all of that, like, I feel like our vision is more powerful and our vision is bigger and our vision is wider and our vision is more impactful. And I'm so proud of that. And I'm so proud of what we're creating. And like, we have some fucking cool stuff that we are building this year. Like, oh my gosh, guys, like we are just getting started. We are just getting freaking started. Um, we really are. We have so many plans to be able to expand our reach, to expand our impact, to be able to help more, to be able to give more. We have this really cool project that's going to be coming out, whether it be like mid to late year, um, that is just going to be, oh, it's going to be so cool. I can't give it away. That's just going to be another evolution, but I'm so excited for what's coming um, in our work and really refining and getting better at it. You know, it's a really cool thing being obsessed and in love with what you do and doing it better. And so there's been, there's some shifts that we're making and adjustments that we're making, but we're so excited. Um, And when you guys are listening to this, um, at this time, we have um, Raise the Bar, which is our new masterclass um, that is coming out. And I'm so excited for this. You know, this is something that, you know, Luca's kind of 
kind of going to lead this, but I'm definitely, I'm a big part of it as well because so much about raising the bar and attracting the type of relationship that you want is in alignment with working on ourselves and working on our self-belief and working on how we see ourselves and working on how we, that energy dynamic works in a relationship. So, you know, that's going to be coming on February 28th. You can check the link in my bio, sorry, the link um, at the bottom of the podcast to check that out. It's only $44, which is ridiculously affordable. And then when it's um, uh, the recording goes up. It's going to be $88. Um, and I have another thing coming very soon after that as well. Um, and we have some retreat updates coming as well, which I need to share, but I'm not going to do that on this podcast. So there's so much that we're building and so much that we're refining. And I'm so excited to take you guys along for the ride. Um, one last thing while we are here is I need to finish off my words for DK Play for 2023. And 20 November. Sorry, I just was making sure that we're still recording November and December. So the November word, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, DK Play is a game that I was playing in 2023. And now I'm finishing in 2024, where um, there are secret words that I let out in the podcast, which you can DM me on Instagram. And when you DM me on Instagram, and you get the word right, I'll send you I'll add you to the pool to win a prize, which I will be announcing and all all of these words make a final, final, um, what's it called? Uh, sentence quote, um, which you can be, um, submitting that I'm going to be putting together very soon for that very final piece of this incredible game that we've been playing. But the November word is, it is a small word. It is three letters (laughs) and it's, and it starts with T. Small word, three letters, and it starts with T. What do you think it is? The December word. Okay, I'm going to say the word backwards. It's six letters, and backwards it is NEPA. NEPA. What are the November and December words? If you know what they are and you want to give me a hit, uh, give me a guess, then DM me on Instagram. Ooh at the Danielle Reedy. <laughs> um, and you can send me the DK play code words and I will add you to the prize pool um, for some last few prizes that we will be giving away and we will be wrapping up this game very soon. It has been so fun. So fun to play. Um, I think I overpromised in the sense of me having capacity to do at the end of the year, but I'm so happy to be finishing it off now. And I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast and me sharing, um, you know, it is, it, sharing about our wedding is really special and I had a moment where I was like do I want to share this with everyone you know this is so personal and there's so many things that I haven't shared as well but the things that I have shared I hope that it's touched your heart um and given you a little bit of a inside scoop on you know who I am and and what matters to me and and a really important day in my life and you know I always want to be able to look back at this too and and um remember it from my own audible expression of it so thank you this especially this episode and and talking about my experience of the haka has been so precious and so thank you for listening I hope that you have gotten some type of excitement or inspiration or laughter or download through this podcast and if you have enjoyed it please message me I love hearing from you guys at the Danielle Reedy on Instagram I have some really juicy podcasts coming 
and I can't wait to see you in the next one. Have a beautiful day. Welcome to the other side, beautiful souls. I so deeply appreciate you spending this time with me. My intention with this podcast is to uplift, love on, and inspire you and align my actions with this intention. But as with everything in the world of personal and spiritual development, take what feels good for you and leave the rest. As a white, able-bodied, cisgender woman, the perspectives I share here are inherently affected by my privileges. I'm actively invested in learning how to elevate and support lived experiences beyond my own, and I'm always open to and grateful for your feedback. I am listening. No matter who you are, where you're from, or where you're going, I see you, I love you, and you matter. So thank you for listening, beautiful souls, and I'll see you next time.